Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. I would like to give a quick thanks to our tier 5 channel members and patrons. Fallen Angel Buzz Killington Thank you, again. Now on to the story. Story number one. They use what? Written by imitated self. Commander Fang's antenna curled up in a relaxed state. A gesture whose closest analogy would be a smile in human culture. The all-ex smuggler had come across the unknown ship after initial scans that showed that it was almost defenseless. He had immediately decided that it would be a worthwhile scrap haul. He was only this far away from civilized space because he had recently sold a cargo hold full of Goldassian weapons and needed privacy for the transaction. A haul of scrap would just be a little extra benefit at this point. He had easily disabled the ship's engines in the first salvo, but had a moment of concern when it launched a salvo of torpedoes. He had first attempted to shoot the projectiles down with his ship's positron lasers, but the forward-facing armor of the torpedoes must have been extraordinarily thick. With the armaments closing the distance fast, he resorted to a barrage of small explosive charges, usually used for space-to-surface bombardment. They destroyed only one of the torpedoes, and Fang had resigned himself to a fiery death. That death, however, never came. The torpedo struck Isha, but the expected explosions never came. The torpedoes buried themselves deep in the ship's hull, causing several small sections of the ship to decompress. But the ships automatically sealed off the sections. Apparently, whoever owned this unknown ship could use some more reliable ordnance. Perhaps Fang could sell them some on his next ship. Commander Fang looked at the screen ahead of him. There was an image of a feed from a remote drone on the second level of the ship that was seeding the breaches with the Aristotle Plascrete. It had only been a minute since the torpedoes hit, and most of the ship was already pressurized. Fang had never seen such ineffective weapons. The drone was working right by one of the torpedoes when the hatch opened up and the feed abruptly cut off. Fang's four clawed feet curled up and scraped the metal flooring. The torpedoes were apparently not just duds, but something else. He felt his blood run hot. He might actually enjoy this. The nearest torpedo was three decks down, and Fang led several of his closest security officers. The life of a weapons dealer wasn't glamorous, but it did mean that Fang had some of the most ruthless, well-trained, and most importantly, well-armed security officers in the sector. They carried the Mark IV cesium laser rifles, capable of killing a ground hurlock at nearly 500 meters. Their armor was a Type II reflective prismatic armor, which boasted a record 95% energy absorption and reflection rate. Even the Imperium's Federation elite tactical squads were not as well equipped. They reached the first torpedo. It had a large main bulkhead almost three meters thick. 
No wonder they weren't destroyed before hitting the ship. Inside, there seemed to be only a single harness, although the harness was quite large. Bang laughed to himself. If there was only one occupant per Dupino, that meant that there were less than a dozen enemies on board. No match for Fag's crew. But perhaps such a massive species would at least provide some sport. Morning light splashed on Fang's gauntlet. The security seal two sections ahead of him had just been breached. Fang opened the door ahead by a remote override and finally saw who he would soon kill. The creature took up almost the entire hallway, almost three meters tall and 1.5 meters wide. Its entire body was covered in green metallic armor. Obviously, some sort of atmosphere suit. Bang wondered just how primitive these creatures were to have such bulky suits. The atmosphere suits that he had aboard right now weighed almost nothing and were as thin as regular clothing. Bang aimed his rifle and fired. The creature was so bulky it moved slow and didn't have time to react. The laser blast hit the creature square in the chest. Bang was almost sad that it didn't even put up a fight. As the light of the blast faded, Bang saw a glowing red circle of melted metal, but the creature didn't buckle. His armor must have been so heavy that it was keeping him upright. It was then that he noticed that beneath the metal was something solid. The laser didn't even penetrate fully through the creature's armor. Bang's antennae fell close to his head in surprise and shock. He saw the creature pull a weapon that was magnetically attached to its neg. The sudden burst of speed gave Fang little time to react. Not that he would have, even if he would have been able. His armor was practically impenetrable. He had once taken a direct hit by a shuttle laser to prove how impervious it was to a client. A six megawatt blast like nothing more than a warm, summer breeze. The weapon fired. Unlike a laser-based weapon, there was a bright flare of fire and exhaust. A solid slug belched forth from the weapon. It was almost two inches in diameter and propelled forward like a rocket. The shell hit Fang's armor. The lightweight, reflective mesh crumpled under his impact. Fang felt the blood begin to pull in his mouth. Several more shots echoed in quick succession. He could hear the emergency peep and his gauntlet signaling that the other teams had engaged the enemy. That was when the shell, still lodged in Fang's torso, exploded. Jareth took off his helmet of his powerful combat suit. He hated breathing the recycled air. He tapped a few commands into his communications unit in front of him. Lieutenant Jareth here. The ship has been secured. Let Petra know that she can send over the rest of the marines to secure the offenders. End of story. Story number two. Humans are weird. The hero. So, why don't more aliens come to Earth now that the spaceport is open? Mac asked idly of his companion. The four-foot-long lizard blinked lazily at him with one eye and gave him a snort of amusement. Well, I might speculate that all the propaganda you sent out actually worked. The lizard rasped dryly. Propaganda? Mac asked, arching an eyebrow. What propaganda? The lizard kicked him reproachfully and stretched out in the warm sand. Do not try to be obtuse, friend Mac. 
I've seen the entire set you keep in your files. Back gave the interrogative flick to his foot, and the lizard snorted. I have watched the tales of the Hail Hero and the Abominable World many times. If only a fraction of the horrors he revealed were true, no sane being would willingly come here. You are here, Mac pointed out idly, meanwhile racking his mind for which of his shows his friend was referring to. Well, I never laid claim to much sanity, the lizard confessed, and I figure as long as I stick close to you, I'll be safe from the horrors of the hail one faced. Max squinted over at him as his mind finished his mental tally. Hey, the only files that you have accessed are the David Attenborough documentaries. The lizard made a great effort to nod. A hail hero indeed, he said seriously. The man must be quite mad, of course, to face such horrors so easily. But his sacrifices are appreciated by all who have been warned. Uh-huh. Mac eyed his friend and then decided that the nap was preferable to pursuing the odd conversation any longer. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.